0: Welcome, everybody, to The Boss Lady Speaks. I am your host, Coach Joe, and with me today, I have Marie Crab. She is a San Antonio realtor, and now she's also running for city council in District 5 in San Antonio. And it's so exciting because this is your first foray into politics, and um, I follow San Antonio closely, mainly because I work remotely there pretty much every day. I feel like I'm in my office. Like, my office is in San Antonio, my, my virtual office, but there's, uh, San Antonio has also been in the news lately. Actually, yesterday, I think it was, when it's wonderful Mayor Ron Nirenberg that I actually had the privilege of, of coaching. Um, and, and, and may I say, get him on his path to a mayorship. He, uh he was on 60 Minutes. For his amazing response to the coronavirus, so I'm, we're all mighty proud of him, and we're all mighty proud of San Antonio, right? But here's another mover shaker coming up. So Marie Crab, you're running for District Five. So he, here's he, here's a realtor. You're a realtor, and you'd think that you know you have a vast network, and you and you, you have a very successful business, and then you'd think that you'd be, be all happy with that, and then you just get up and decide decides to run for office, this woman decides to run for office, so, of course, you get super curious, What does a woman like you, right, who actually has Native American roots, born and bred in District 5 of San Antonio, with the real estate business, what has her get up and decide to run for city council?
1: I've always wanted to pursue public office, even as a little girl, as weird as it sounds. um, My first real memory of wanting to help people was when I was five years old, my mom would always tell me, um, when you grow up, I want you to help people. I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer um, and help people. And that was her idea of, you know, uh, people in powers of position or positions of power that would be able to help someone else. And that's what she wanted me to do. so that's, I mean, that's really where I get it from is, is my mom instilling that in me as a little girl. Right,
0: that's amazing though. And then, and then so, she, so she really said help others, right? That was, that was her thing. And what did right. she do? Just, just curious, like what, what did you watch um, her do that made you? So she was uh, a nurse's
1: assistant. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, unfortunately, didn't achieve a super high level of education, but she still found a way to help people, Um, and um, I remember her taking me to work as a little girl because she wasn't able to pay a babysitter, so I would go to work with her to a nursing home um, and see her there with um, the elderly, helping them, talking to them, and um, just sitting there in the nurse's station. So.
0: And you were just, so in some ways you were exposed to that, right? You were exposed to it because now, you know, fast forward, you know, I'm not going to give away your age here, but fast forward uh, (laughs) a a number of years, uh, the people who are heroes right now are the nurses and the doctors and the people in healthcare, right? And especially the the people in, in, in elder homes and elder care, gosh, they're exposed to, they're exposed physically to danger, of this virus, but they're also exposed- me- uh, emotionally with how many deaths we've seen, so she was a true hero, but maybe a a bit ahead of her time and and like you said uh, you, you said she had a, a fairly low low level of education you in fact you're the first to graduate in your immediate family from college, not only with the bachelors but with the masters so something there was something in in you that wanted to reach so tell me about your vision like why 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 now and what what is it about district five or your city that you want to alter and transform
1: um well i grew up in poverty um so i know what it's like to not have anything else except for school because really school was I guess the most consistent thing that I had in my life. And, um, you know, when everything else was very chaotic, I had school. And, um, so I know what it's like to start from nothing and then kind of, um, figure everything out for myself. And, um, I think I feel like district five, we have so far to go. And, um, you know, our youth, our schools, um, I think they've been really underserved, Mm -hmm. and I feel like there could be a lot done there for them to improve um, the opportunities they get, and not just schools, but there are a lot of other things. But um, I relate a lot with the kids in District Five.
0: Right. Because I was that an issue you would start to deal with right away, like like how kind of like the education and the schools and like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that is it true Was it true for you like what you read about that one of the issues with people having to uh, have been quarantined is that the kids don't get enough food, like in fact, going to school provides them with a meal like 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 a main meal during a day. Is that true like it does, does that happen to you as well? yeah it, it is very true. Um, if you know
1: that you know you're going to get fed you know two times a day, breakfast and lunch at school, then, you know, you do sort of become reliant on that if that is your, uh, you know, consistent food source in the
0: morning and the afternoon. So right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true for a lot of kids. Oh my. And, but tell me, so if you then were to, what would you, what kind of resources would you apply to the schools in District 5?
1: Um, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how how that can be improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, a lot of weight uh, is with the school board and I I really, it all starts with a conversation, finding out, you know, what what things they need, what things they haven't had or what could be better and where could I apply pressure so that it is better or mm-hmm. how could we provide more funding. And sometimes it's not about funding but about leaders um, so, you know, I, I, would have to have basic conversations in order to figure out a starting point, I think, but so basically
0: yeah. being like the spokesperson, uh, because, because like we said, when, when you have, when you are any position of political power, the fact that you, you do have clouds and you, you can alter things, perhaps in places that have been stagnant or, or where things haven't changed for the better for a long time, let's say. So there are things about your district that you feel have just been stuck for quite a while, like the school and the level the, the quality of the schools is one. What are other things where you feel like this just needs a major
1: overhaul? Infrastructure. We have some of the oldest neighborhoods in the city um, and I know that the infrastructure has, you know, been deteriorating for a lot, you know, a long time and, and there have been um a lot of efforts to repair things here and there, but I think that mm-hmm. needs a major overhaul.
0: Is um, that like potholes you know, or broken windows? So like what like what what what's the
1: potholes, um, you know, vacant buildings, um, overgrown areas sidewalks that are broken or even Mm non-existing you know for a lot of people who may have um, mobility issues not having sidewalks or having broken sidewalks that's a problem Um, Mm -hmm. especially if
0: they're not in good health. Um, I didn't even think that was legal I think I think I thought like a district or city were required to have sidewalks that were uh, you know passable by a wheelchair let's say it isn't that it's not by law. I would think so, but I, mean, I guess I having it a, is. having a I sidewalk
1: and having a good sidewalk would be two different things. Because if if it's broken and you know half of it's sticking up out of the ground, I right. mean technically it's still a sidewalk. But yeah, you know.
0: but I guess but I think the level is like you have to be able to obviously use it, right? You have to be able to get from point A to point B. So I think that's an interesting one because because then the other thing you then are looking at is really inspecting like just starting a conversation about what is not working and then looking at if it's full, uh, fulfilling its function like one is the school doing its job how many kids are they sending to college or or, or further education if you are in a wheelchair or even if you you're impaired in your walking can you actually walk on the sidewalk i mean it might be technically there Right. I know this sounds like right. details, but the truth is, is that if you look at the bigger picture, you have to, you know, we really can get blind, can't we? To what we see right. every day.
1: And right. then also
0: maybe if, you ha- if you're not used to having a voice, then if, if you're used to not being listened to at some point, maybe people give up. Like they just don't ask anymore. Right. They don't check anymore. So, so yours. So, so what I hear you say is that like you, you'll step in and you will enliven the conversation again about upgrading the entire district. I certainly have a passion
1: for advocating for people, and I've been doing real estate for ten and a half years. And one thing that it's allowed me to become really good at is, um, you know. Making sure that I get an answer that makes sense for my clients or mm-hmm. whoever I'm representing. So if somebody gives me an answer and it doesn't make sense, or it's like, well, that doesn't seem like it's the real reason, I'm right. still digging. I don't give up. I mean, persistence right. is something that I've been able to get really good at. So mm-hmm. I definitely, um, I, and I'm sure, and I know there have been people who have been working hard and improving these issues for a long time. Um, but, you know, I'm here to step in and help and, and push the fact that, you know, our we need to do better by our kids and our, by our right. youth. And we need to um, make a push to improve the infrastructure and not little things here and there that um, seem like they work for a little while, but right. then it's, it's a
0: whole, you know, a whole neighborhood. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's exciting, right? It's exciting to be able to carry the torch for people who haven't been able to do that. I, I remember in school, I give you a short story and maybe you can, we can trade, we can trade a story. I remember <laughs> I was in fourth grade and at the time there were all these uh, there were some defectors from Russia and the East bloc before the, the, the borders opened um, and there was this one Russian guy and he, I mean, he had been within, you know, basically locked up in a country his entire life and he gets to Northern Europe and he he literally has clothes from the 70s. I mean, this is a 10 year old kid, right? That, And he, so he was immediately taunted right immediately and I remember the other like the cool kids in the class they would grab his little labels like the 70s lapels, and this is the mid-80s and it was not cool to be retro then right it was not cool when you're 10 years old right. and yeah. they would grab them and they would go space cadet space cadet I remember this and I was like and I got so mad and I started defending him and I remember I got the nickname mom like mom, because I would just protect them. Like I would protect these little guys, like, they're, like, they're, like the refugees or so the immigrants. And because back then there weren't as many. And, I, you know, kids can be cruel, but, but, uh, but, see, I'm no dummy. Like you also know when you fight for somebody, like it usually comes back. So, so he, of course, he was a math genius. So when I got stuck with math, he was right there to help me. I was like, yeah. Right. Nice. I didn't, I didn't defend him to get that, but that was a nice boon. So I'm saying this because all of you in district five that are hearing this and you know, all of you in San Antonio that want to support Marie, I think you should, because there's something about someone who grew up in the neighborhood who lived it and who lived the issues. You lived the issues that you now want to fix and you by your own accord, you you kind of got yourself a few tiers up, right? You got yourself the education. You you started the business. And mind you, I, I happen to know that you also did this being orphaned very early. So you were faced with a lot, a lot of challenges that you've overcome, but you did you you did it on top of knowing what it's like to be exactly where a lot of people in your district are and where your co- constituents. Uh, would be uh, at election time. So I think that, I guess, one of the things we want to urge people right now is to obviously register to vote and then also to start thinking about what they want to see, right? So why don't Mm -hmm. you, like... um, we were talking earlier about like they can go on your website and make suggestions. So, so so let's have a little call to action here. What can people do to make their voice heard already? There's some issues. How should they contact you so that you can raise those and start to massage them during this campaign time. And when it's election time, tell us about that. Um,
1: So I would urge them to go to my website, www.mariefordistrict5.com and it's the number five. Um, and or they can uh, look me up on Facebook, and they can look up the same thing, Marie for District 5. Um, feel free to reach out to me, message me, uh, email me, um, and tell me what you think could be an improvement or what you've seen or, or an idea you have, because I don't think that uh, a change for a whole community is going to be one person doing it. It's going to be um, a community effort. So um, that would be my, um, I guess, message or request for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you should know that whatever, like if you comment on the site or email um, Marie's uh, campaign headquarters, you'll always get an answer, right, Marie? Like you will not ignore Absolutely. any requests or questions or, you know, it's, so I think that's, that's really, really great. There are also opportunities to volunteer with Marie's campaign. And all of that is on the website, right? Yes, all of that. If you want to walk with her, if you want to volunteer online, even those who may not even be in her city. Like there are ve- very many ways to contribute to your campaign, whether monetarily or just by some sweat effort. But uh, I think you are it's such a worthy cause, Marie. I think that you're so doing the right thing. And it's so great. I mean, I, you know, uh people who are, there, I think there's two kinds that should run for office. One is, it's like they're really schooled in, in law, right? Like states people, like you actually studied you know, the law. And then it's the people who really lived it, right? Uh, and then there's a bunch of others who, who, who run for the wrong reasons. But the point is, is that if you've lived the reality you wanna alter, that makes you uh, the candidate in my book. So I just wanna say kudos. thank you i'm excited for your leadership and i'm I'm excited for you because this is we need this we need more of this in the world people who step up to the plate ready to bat so thank you for doing that and thank you for coming on the podcast today thank you if you liked this episode of the boss lady speaks and if it helped you make sure to subscribe to get more episodes like these and do share them with others